Hey, aloha and welcome everyone to the Jeff Reinbold Show. We're doing another piggyback podcast with our friends from NFL Island. Michael McQuaid and I are going to talk a little ball today. We broke down for you the AFC West. Now we're going to head over to the NFC and look at the NFC East, one of the most historic divisions in football. Some tremendous, much like the AFC West, some tremendous historic rivalries. And maybe the best team in the NFC, Michael, that team that resides in Philadelphia and wears those beautiful green uniforms, fly, Eagles, fly. I've got to say that the Eagles, in my opinion, have the best roster top to bottom in the NFC and should be NFC champions again. You're looking at Jalen Hurts, another year in the program, another year with it, with those awesome Brown and all those receivers that he's got. You're looking at the best offensive line in football. Um, you know, they're, they're just weapons all over the field for the Eagles. And then go over to the other side and, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fist fight for, you know, reps on defense because they can, they have as deep and I cannot remember as deep a defensive line room ever in the national football league as they, as they have. Uh, you know, you got to give them tremendous amount of credit. Howie Rossman's done a great job of building that team, both in free agency and through the draft. Um, you know, they have a plan and they activate on that plan. And right now, I'm going to say that Philadelphia is hands down the you know the favorite in the NFC East. You're, so you're saying they're hands down the favorite in the NFC East, and you expect them to win the NFC? Is that what you're saying? Also, or, 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 I, I I just really feel I just really feel they are the best team, the best roster, top to bottom, in the NFC. And I you know I think when you look at the two conferences right now, I think the AFC is a better conference, top to bottom. I think there's better quarterbacks in the AFC right now. The 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 Eagles are one team that I think if you took them and put them in the AFC, that they could you know that They'd be in the midst of the the Cincinnati's, the Kansas City's, the Chargers, the you know all of those teams that are. So I mean, they've got great football teams in that division, and you know you, the Jets. Everybody's got a high expectations for them. You got the Bills, you got the Dolphins, you got. I mean, it's the AFC is loaded, and the only team, in my opinion, that could jump over and play in that, you know, in that pool of sharks is the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, it's funny because we are 12, 13 weeks away from the season starting and this is our deep dive and I'm, I'm loving what you're saying already but this, it's funny because when free agency started we were just coming off the back of the Eagles getting to the Super Bowl and frankly a dominant display in the playoffs. Like look at what they've done against the Giants. Look at what they've done against the Niners. And look, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble here with people. I was sitting in that stadium not that far from the end zone where that flag and you know I, I, I fully understand that the player involved said that you know there was acting up and stuff but there were numerous decisions in that game that went against Philadelphia in my opinion and I could see exactly why uh, Eagles fans were getting annoyed um, but the Chiefs won the game and the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions and I have to respect the fact that Mahomes is an absolute unit but I have to say I agree with you you bring in Jalen Carter. You bring in Nolan Smith. Ooh, because it's funny because they were losing guys like 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 sweets in a candy store in free agency, and everybody started asking, "Oh, well, can the Eagles get back to where they are?" The reality is they're in a division here where 
yes, people expect the Cowboys to take a push up. They have to with McCarthy, and we'll talk about him in a minute. I just don't see the Giants replicating last season again because I think at this point now, they're like you, Jeff, sitting behind all that tape behind you or all, all those notes. They have them figured out. Um, and I mean, the commanders are the commanders. So I think certainly for the, for the division, absolutely. I think they're, I think they're miles ahead personally. Um, and yes, as of right now, there is no standout clear contender in the NFC. And we will talk when we get to the NFC North. I'm really intrigued by the Lions because it's that sort of sink or swim situation. You ask yourself, what's going to happen there? I would say the only consideration that I have with the Eagles is their experience. You know, they are losing. They've lost two coordinators there, and they've now got guys like Brian Johnson has never been a full-time OC. Uh, Sean Desai um, was a DC for the Bears in 2021. But, you know, there there is a, there's a lot that's changed there in the offseason. So I guess the, the biggest challenge for the Eagles will be to get it to gel together very quickly in September. And if they can, they, they can go from there. And as we say in Ireland, they're, they're stuck in diesel. But, I, yeah, I've, I've got a feeling already. Like, we've we seen Man City win the Champions, unfortunately win the Champions League last weekend. They lost the final two years ago and they were really annoyed at it and you know they, they went back to work basically and and, and they, they eventually won it i wonder would you see um a situation where the eagles have learned from last year where jalen hurts now knows what it's like to be in a super bowl and be three points down with two or three minutes to go that could be a, a something something that we could be talking about deeply in january but certainly they'll be in the championship game i have no doubt about it well, you, you know, you look at and, and I hear what you're saying about the coordinator changes. That is that those are factors. But this is Nick Sirianni's team. This is Jalen Hurts' team. And you've got two guys that I believe will be highly motivated after finishing so close last year to go and close the deal. Howie Rossman, highly motivated to become a Super Bowl champion again. Uh, I, I just think that this is one of those situations that um, unless they get the injury bug, this is the best football team in the NFC. And I say that with all due respect to the San Francisco 49ers, who I think have a great football team, but I think there are more questions in San Francisco than there are right now in, in Philadelphia. You know, the other team we talk about in this division, and, you know, I think that I think the Eagles are set up to be a, a uh, double-digit win team. And I think the Cowboys are another team that could become a double-digit win team. In order for that to happen, I think Dak has got to protect the ball better. I think he's got to cut down, obviously, on the engine, on the excuse me, on the uh, interceptions. Um, how is Pollard going to be coming off that leg? Uh, they should have enough firepower on offense. I think their offensive line, you know, can knock you off the football. Um, you know, I'm a little concerned about you know some of the losses at tight end that they've had, where the, how that's going to work out. But you know, you look at the Cowboys. The Cowboys will be driven like they were last year by that defense. It's one of the best defenses in the NFC. You got Micah Parsons, probably, and at least from my mind, the most disruptive player in the division. Uh, you know, Trayvon Diggs is a tremendous corner in the back end. Um, you know. You watch this this football team. They've improved up front. They've drafted, you know, well up front. They get after you, uh, you know, and and you you just got to say that hey, if, 
that defense does what it's capable of doing week in and week out. And I think I think there's a couple of things. Dan Quinn's going to get a head job. And I think that uh, the Cowboys will be battling right to the end with the Eagles. Uh, I think the Cowboys can have the potential to be a playoff team. Um, and again, for McCarthy, this is a big year. Again, he's going to take over play calling duties. Uh, that's going to be interesting. That's a you know that's that's a lot on a guy's plate to be the head coach and the play caller. He's done it before, but uh, again, he's got Dan Quinn. He can lean on you know as his defensive coordinator. So I think he's in good shape there. I think the Cowboys are a good football team. I think they're explosive on offense. I think they're nasty on defense. And, you know, if they can, you know, they, if they can stay healthy and they can stay on track, then, you know, there's a team, there's a team that will go into late December and, you know, looking for home playoff, you know, home playoff seating. And, uh, you know, again, can they win the division? Sure they can, you know, but I think that the Eagles probably are a little bit have a better roster top to bottom than the Cowboys do. It's just that elite strength of Jalen Hurts and the fact that he's that sort of dual threat quarterback as well, just just better than 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 Dak Prescott when it comes to it in paper. I mean, look, obviously the Cowboys needed somebody to stop the run. And when you bring in Mazzy Smith, that really helps them. But you know, you have to argue is that loss of Calamur going to be a big factor for them? Sorry, a big factor for them this season. And I know Mike has taken over the players, but you know Brian Schottemeyer, what's that relationship going to be like there? For me, is a big question. You bring in Brandon Cooks, um, you know, at the time of recording, we don't know what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook. Tony Pollard's the guy; he's not going to the Cowboys. I'm only joking. But would you try and get a very, very cut price deal for Zeke? You know, make Zeke the RB two and allow. Tony Pollard to be the bell cow and have Zeke in those situations. I mean, I think depends on his relationship with Dallas. He's still a free agent at the time of recording. I think that could be the thing that gets him over the edge. Again, the Cowboys need to go on the run. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about in the Giants in a second. I expect the Giants to take a step down this year, personally. And you would wonder, can the Cowboys benefit from that? If they're in the situation with the East, um, with Two to three games to go. They've got. They've. They've definitely got a chance. I'm just checking as I'm talking right up right now. The Cowboys have got the Eagles at the start of November and the start of December. If they are still in with a shout for the NFC East at the start of December, Jeff, they can do it. But that's a big, big if. I just have to give it to Dallas that they've continued to have their coach there, because usually Jerry would just be like, "Bye bye, good luck, see you later." And that has not happened. And we remember what happened at the end of last season. And the, and it's almost famous now, that, that that final play. McCarthy's job is on the line. You're bang on. Dan Quinn will be out after this year. Or will he be in the head coaching position of the Dallas Cowboys is the question. Jerry's not getting any younger. Jerry wants a ring. Something's got to give. But uh, there's, there's never a dull moment in Dallas, that's for sure. And who do you want to go next? Giants or Commanders? I, th- I think we got to talk about the Giants because, you know, here's a team that surprised everybody last year. And Brian Dave did a fantastic job. Maybe the, maybe a coach. Incredible job, Jack. Maybe a coach of the year kind of job. Um, you know, he took a quarterback that a lot of people had a lot of questions about and got, you know, got him to the playoffs, won a playoff game. Daniel Jones, you know, translated that into a bag full of money. Um, now, in the Giants' 
defense or in, you know, as, as if I was a Giants fan, I'd say, listen, we're going to have better skill around Daniel Jones this year than we had last year. If Waller is healthy and motivated, I think that's a huge, huge get for them because there's a guy that can do so many things for you in the past game, matchup nightmare, can play in the slot, can play in line, uh, you know, will really, really help that young quarterback. Um, you know, they they went out and, you know, improved in the draft. I think their their offensive line is still a question mark. Um, but they do they do have a better offense top to bottom. I think it's going to be really interesting to look at what their defense does in the second year under Wink Martindale. I thought they drafted well on defense. They brought in a corner that I think is an elite player, and that's certainly one of the areas that they needed to improve. But Wink's, you know, approach and Wink's um, pressure style has, has, you know, translated and resonated with the fans in New York. And I think that uh, I think this is going to be a good good football team. <laughs> Can they win ten games? I think there's going to be a little bit of the Eastern Division, you know, the NFC East kind of cannibalizing themselves because they're, you know, every one of these teams can beat anybody in the division on any given Sunday. I, you know, the Eagles are, to me, the elite of the bunch. The Cowboys are number two and the Giants are number three. But I think the Giants are certainly headed in the right direction. And I, and like I said, I think Brian Dable's a really a fine young head coach and, and going to do great things in the league. I think he is, but I, I'll, you know, there's a lot to unpack with this team. And if you go back 12 months to even this time last year, Jeff, if I had said to you that Daniel Jones was going to get a $160 million date over four years, potentially rising to 190, would you have called me crazy? Would you have asked me for what I was smoking? No, I would have just said, hey, that's the that's the price of admission now when, you, when you're talking about quarterbacks and, um, you know, you got to see, I think it's really important that we sometimes tap the brakes a little bit on you know, what we say about guys, because you saw in when he was in the game in Minneapolis in the playoffs, yeah. you, you saw what he's capable of. Now, can he do that every week? No, but he is capable of those kinds of performances. And frankly, that was not a great supporting cast around him. That was a bunch of guys, right? The, my concern more than you know who's around him because I think they I think they've done a good job of, of upgrading their skill and their receiving core. And but I just am not sold yet on that offensive line. I just really think that they've got a ways to go before you know you can say that they're good enough to get in there toe to toe with the Cowboys and the Eagles you know week after week i think they're capable on any given sunday but i don't know if you know it's going to be next sunday i think it's going to be a few sundays to come before the giants are you know on that level it's it's really weird because i i really want to get their schedule up uh, very quickly they open up against the cowboys they then play the cardinals the niners the Seahawks, the Dolphins, and the Bills. That's a hell of a schedule. That's a hell of a schedule. Um, but I guess if you look at their defensive line, they obviously bring in Robinson. They bring in Nunes Rocha as well, which is very positive for them because they were struggling with that. They've guarded that. You got Kevin Fibbler there going into the second year there. And Giants fans will argue that, well, yeah, we've got a tough schedule, but if we can be free in four or four or three in the first seven weeks, we'll take it and we'll run. But... 
I think the, I I really think the defense is going to be found. Or sorry, I, I think the offense is going to be found out. I don't think they have enough strength and depth there on the wide receiving core. And yes, Daniel Jones can run with the football, and he done extremely well in that game in in, in Minneapolis last season. I I just feel that teams are going to figure them out. And my question would be, what is Joe Shane and Brian Dables? Idea number B, I'm uh, sorry, idea B, idea C, idea D, idea E, because by God, I think they're going to need it. But I would say if the Giants do have a turn down year and they miss the playoffs, we know they have the guy. It's just trusting the process and giving him that time. I think it was a mistake to bring in Daniel Jones with that money. I think it was a mistake to give him a four-year deal. I think the Giants should have sort of put the brakes on it and I think they should have moved on because I think he can't go any higher. And I hope Giants fans will um, we'll screenshot record this in January when he's led them to the playoffs. But Jeff, I just don't see it. I do I not know, see I, it. I, 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 you're entitled to your opinion. I, it's certainly, Michael, but um, you know, I think one of the things he's got to do is got to protect football, right? That's the number one is been early in his career there's been far too many fumbles far too many interceptions um when he when he learns how to do that he takes a step when he gets players around him he takes a step when the offensive line gets better he takes a step it's not you know here's the thing that i think it's really hard for sometimes for us as fans to understand you know elite quarterbacks they don't grow on trees you just you, you don't walk down you know, uh, 33rd in Maine and go pick one up on the corner. It doesn't work that way. And, you know, it's tough to bind them. And it's tough, you know, when you say, okay, we got to move on, move on to who? I mean, it's just, you know, there. who was out there? Who who could they have gone and got? Right? They, they could have looked at the drafts. I think you got, you got that for a start. You, 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 there was talk of Jimmy G at one point. There was talk that the, the Giants were interested. And there will always be talk because it's the most important position in football. It's the most important position in sports. But is Jimmy G that much better than Daniel Jones, right? That you pull the plug on a guy that you've invested time and money and you know draft, high draft pick and all that. And I'm not saying that he's an elite quarterback right now. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that that's what comes when you're the quarterback. The scrutiny, the you know, all of the people say, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, there's probably a handful, a half dozen who are elite. And then there it's everybody else after that. So now if you have one that's that's in that top half. Is it wiser to build around him or discard and and go with another guy that you don't know? I mean, who's we don't have any idea, right? We don't have any idea if any of these guys that were drafted early are gonna turn out to be players. It's yeah. just you look at you look at the history of the draft, right? You just don't know. So, you know. Sometimes the you know the devil you know is better than what you don't know, and so I I think that he's always going to be under scrutiny. He's in the biggest media market in the world, right? He's going to be there are more there are more newspapers in New York than any place, and they they are dying for headlines, right? So- well, they're 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 certainly going to have them this year, and I think that's the problem 
for Giles fans. And I'm, I'm not being disrespectful. I think if the Jets do have a season where they improve clearly with Aaron Rodgers in that such a tight AFC, Giant, New York, if they don't win some games, it, it could be interesting to watch, Jeff. I mean, I'm just putting it out. Well, I, I, I'm the, let me say this, uh, and I really, uh, you know, I've watched that dynamic for a lot of years. And I think that New York, the greater metropolitan area, it's Giants country. New Jersey is Giants country. The Jets have had, you know, they've had their moments. You know, 1968 world champions, Joe Namath, yada, 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 right? The New York Sack Exchange, you know, um, they, they went to the playoffs, got to the AFC championship game a few years ago. But it's never been a consistent thing. Right mm-hmm. now, there's a tremendous expectation now that they have Aaron Rodgers and and a, you know what is a much much improved roster, but still I think that the fans in New York are first Giants fans and second Jets fans, and until until the Jets make a statement, and we'll talk about the Jets probably in in the, in the coming weeks certainly, but. I just really think that the Giants are the Giants are going to finish third in that division, and they'll have the ability to beat somebody and be a factor in the division. I don't think, frankly, that the playoffs are out of the question, but I think the playoffs are going to be. They're going to have to play well. They're going to have to win some games that that they probably shouldn't. They're going to have to get some breaks, and they're going to have to stay healthy. But if all those things happen, I think they can be a playoff team. I think you're buying on every point. I think because of what the NFC is at the moment, I think they have the chance of the playoffs. And that is where I... Like, you, you look at the wild card position in the NFC and we're talking late December, early January, when we're getting to the end. Where will they be? Will it be a six or seven win team if they already have got a chance? So time will tell. Um, let's... Oh, here, that, that was a lot of Giants talk. Let's um, briefly mention the commanders are, you know... What are the commanders, Jeff? Because as of right now, I just do not know. And I mean, is this sort of team with Ron Rivera that could shock everyone, or am I just having a laugh at this point? No, I, I think I think this is a really intriguing team, right? Because you know, what's Sam Howell going to be able to do? That's the biggest thing to me. How much is he going to be able to get done at, at quarterback? Because they're a lot like a lot of Ron Rivera teams that we've seen in the past. They'll play very well on defense. They'll try and run the ball. They, you know, he's a little bit of an old school kind of guy. You know, he'd like to win every game 13 to 10. Um, you know, I think that's his defensive background. I think he's well liked by his players. I think they play extremely hard for him. That is a very, very difficult place. Now, hopefully with new ownership, it'll be a much better place. Um, the thing that amazes me is that I have heard all of this talk all through the offseason about them trying to trade young. And, you know, here was a kid that was two or three years ago, everybody was talking about, you know, he was the greatest thing ever. And it seems like whether it's been injury or he's unhappy or whatever, that one is that's why I say this is an intriguing situation. Where are we with ownership? When is the team going to be truly sold? You know, what's that going to do 
you know, for the environment in that building. I mean, for Ron Rivera to have done what he's been able to do with that team, going through all of this, the, you know, the stuff that swirls around that team constantly and has continued to be distractions. He, I, in my opinion, he's done a great job. I agree. I think it's similar to the Giants. I mean, I think the Giants are by far a better team here. And there's so many more question marks with Washington, but it's similar to the extent where if they can get a few wins chalked off early in games where they shouldn't win, as you've said, you never know. But I just, I don't see them win any more than five games. That's the reality of it. Unless Sam Howell goes out and does something that we just don't expect, um, there are too many question marks for me. And I think that's, therein lies the problem. You know, you don't have those outside of Terry on the offense. You don't have that sort of elite talent, man. Like, it, like I mean, like I really, really like John Dotson, but I don't see guys that are going to be like elite game changers or guys that could go to Dallas or go to Philadelphia and shut them up. You know, I think that's, I think that's the problem. And, and you know, frankly, their their ownership situation is going to probably play into that. And it's going to be a year of transition. You could see maybe the, the Snyder situation getting sorted out at the start of or sort of around that first couple of months of the season. And that then, I'm actually getting bored talking about them. I'm only joking about John. But that then builds it up. That then gives fans something to look forward to long term. I, I just don't see this year, especially if they lose Chase Young by the time this goes out. I just don't see how it changes. And that's, well, that, and that's think- a big issue. I think we're I think we're short selling their defense a little bit. I think their defense can be you know very good. And Sam Howell's got to protect the football. He's got to make a few plays. He, you know, if you followed him during his career at North Carolina, you saw a guy who did have the potential to not only throw it and beat you with his arm, but he can make things happen with his feet. Um, you talked about Terry McLaurin. He's an elite talented wide receiver. Um, you know, I think that this is a team that. You know, you just don't know about yet because we. I think there's so many things with this ownership situation that, you know, that if they if it can get settled and we can get you know before training camp and you know that they can create you know a new energy inside that building, which I think it really needs. Then I think this is a team that can you know win seven games this year if it you know if it continues to be a soap opera as it's been. For the last years, I think it's going to be a team that'll win five games. Right, four questions with answer two each to round up NFC East. It's me, Stevie C, who is from location on his Twitter in my own world, but I'm presuming he's from the UK. So big up to you, Stevie C. And um, how do you see Sam Howell's season playing out, assuming that the offense stays healthy? That's the million dollar question. If we knew the answer to that question, we'd be going to Vegas right now, Jeff, and not and not, and not February, no. Well, I, you know, I, again, it's it's he's a young kid that's got a lot of talent that I think has all of the earmarks of a guy who can play at a high level. Um, how's he going to do? I, I, I worry less about how he starts than how once the film starts to travel around the league and people get a chance to, you know, see him for the second time and, you know, but you know, like I said, when he was at North Carolina and you studied his tape, you saw a guy that had all the arm talent you need, accuracy, and had a kind of a highly competitive, tough, you know, make plays with his feet 
kind of attitude and and certainly elevated everybody around him. So how much of that he'll be able to do with Washington, we'll have to see. But I, I certainly think he's a step in the right direction. Uh, I'll answer this one. Johnny from Northampton, how much of an impact do you think the Eagles rookies can have this year? Unreal. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith for a start. Uh, CFP, Sydney Brown. These guys are going to come in and make a difference from day one. They've got the the history behind college with, with Carter and Smith for a start. They have shown previously at that level that they can do it. The step up's going to be interesting, but I think it's day one for them. And I think, as Jeff and myself said earlier on, the Eagles will go far this season again, and those guys will cement themselves naturally into this team. Um, Jeffrey, Tom Clayton, who's a Broncos fan in London. Um, I didn't ask AFC West question, but I'm sorry, Tom, I'll ask this. Will Pollard be able to carry a full work those of down back, or will we see more of Juice Fall in the season than we think? I mean, do you think Zeke could come back as well? Or? Well, I, you know, again, I think you you mentioned the thing with Zeke. I, I think that obviously they would like to have him back if they can get him back at the right price and if they can get him back with the right attitude and, and accepting of the role that he's probably going to have with this team. Uh, you know, I'm really anxious to see how Pollard comes off that off that leg injury. Um, you know, a, a running back with a leg injury is always a question. I, I really like Deuce Vaughn. I, I think um, I think he's a great story. His dad is a scout for the Cowboys, but when you watched him at Kansas State, he's an electric guy. He's small. Um, I should say, let me say it this way: He's short. He's not small because he's packed together pretty well. And he is electric. He is a guy that can, you know, make you miss and and you know make you pay for it when you're missing because he's got you know the speed to go the distance on you. I think that he will add juice to that offense. I think that the the days of the Emmett Smith kind of back that's going to get 25 or 30 touches a game, I think those days are well past us. I think now it's going to be a lot of you know running back by committee and keep them healthy and you know get the guys in that can do. You know certain things. I mean, Pollard is a is a slasher and a and a tough physical in you know guy who can run between the tackles and bounce it outside. Deuce Vaughn gives you a guy that can make people miss and is has electric speed. I think they do need a big back, a guy that can close out games, and a guy that can stand up and pass protection. And those were Zeke's strengths as a player. So if they could get him to come back at the right price and the right attitude, I would say it'd be a win. Absolutely, mate. Uh, thanks for everyone that has took part in questions. People have even mentioned. Thank you all so much. Thanks for everyone continuing to support this RSS feed. Uh, that is our deep dive of the NFC. East. Who who is next week? Well, let's go. I think I think we need to start heading north, and let's go to the NFC North and the AFC South. Love it. I, I think you're going to hate me whenever I go through the NFC North next week. Uh, thanks for listening. Search Jeff Rambles Show. On podcast, YouTube is an approval bar on YouTube channel. This video as well, Jeff. Uh, aloha, my friend. Chat to you soon. Aloha. <laughs>